This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Today on Entrepreneurs Get Visible, I am joined by Jojo Graham. Jojo is not only an expert in business, having had a degree in business management and more than four years experience in coaching, mentoring and event planning. She's also a mum to her three-year-old son, Noah. And I first came across Jojo online. I came across her because of how she was presenting herself on social media, particularly on Facebook. And I was really drawn into the storytelling aspect of her content marketing. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, how you can stand out from the crowd and draw the right people to you through telling stories within your content marketing. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get started. So on today's show, I am so excited to have with me Jojo Graham. As I said in my introduction, I have known Jojo for about 18 months now, and she's really supported me in my business. And today, we're going to be talking a lot about storytelling in your content marketing. And this is one of the things that I think people get really stuck with, what to put out there, what to talk about. And Jojo has a system that really makes a lot of sense no matter what your business is. So hello, Jojo, and thank you so much for being here. Hello, I am so, so excited to be here, obviously, because we've known each other for so long and you are the podcast queen. I couldn't think of any other podcast that I'd rather be on today. So So I am actually wearing today my brand new t-shirt, which says on it, the podcast queen. And I was very excited. Earlier today, I did a training for JoJo's membership. She runs the Simple Business Lounge. And the pod, the T-shirt had just arrived and it's white. Now, I, I never wear white T-shirts. And the reason is I am a spiller and a dropper. But I thought, no, because I'm, I'm recording a podcast. I'm going on, on to be a guest about podcasts. I stopped in between to have a cup of tea. And of course, I am a spiller and a dropper. So my once pristine new T-shirt that said proudly that I'm the podcast queen now has got tea stains on it. So I don't know if any of you out there there are spillers and droppers, but that is the reality in my household. <laughs> I am 100% a spiller and a dropper, so it's real life. So it's real life. It's the, real, the only one who can see my tea stain is actually Jojo right now. So Jojo, we really connected really through social media and a lot of that was me following your story and what you were telling the world about who you are and what you do. And I think that you, when I first came across you, which was probably about six months before we met at an event, I was following your story and I felt like I knew a bit of you. And that's exactly the power of storytelling, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. It is probably one of being one of the most important things in my journey in my online business. I started in this online world about five years ago now, and I catapulted myself into it by being very vulnerable, very open and sharing my story and sharing like little bits of my story. You know, it's not always like my whole story. Every time I post, you know, little bits of my story as I've gone, I've been documenting my journey as well. And people have followed me for five years, some some of them, and they do say that they feel like they know me. And it is so important when you are looking to grow an online business that people have that connection and have that affinity with you. And the amazing thing about it is you have the power to tell your story if you choose to. And if you do choose to share your story, then that is when you are going to see exponential growth in your audience, but also in probably your online business if you are running an online business right now. 
it's interesting because one of the biggest stumbling blocks that I come across, obviously dealing with the confidence behind visibility as well as the strategy to do it, is that real fear about, I don't want people to know me. Mm. And yet they want results. I'm really worried that if I put this out there and I tell everybody everything that I've sold my soul to the devil. Mm. And actually what I, I like to show people is one, actually, it's not that scary to tell people little bits about yourself. And two, you can curate. You are a storyteller. So you don't have to tell them everything. People don't need to know what you had for tea unless it's relevant to your business. You can choose which parts of your story you bring to the fore. So to give an example of this in my in my world is that right now I'm heavily promoting the podcast membership. So right now in my content, I'm talking all about my audio journey, which started 15 years ago. But I've not talked about that because that's not been relevant to where I'm driving my business. So I'm looking at what is my experience, what is my background, and what do I want people to know me for? And so that becomes part of a storytelling journey. Yeah, exactly. It has to be intentional. It has to be relevant. You know, there are parts of my story that nobody knows. And maybe I will share it one day. Yeah, do it now. Do it now. Yeah. <laughs> Fear all. Um, but sometimes it's just not relevant. And sometimes you're, it's still quite raw. And if you're going through something, you might not have grown through it. So I think that there seems to be, or people might feel like there's so much pressure to share every aspect of who they are and their journey and their story. And it's not true at all. You know, you can share things in a way that keeps it relevant, keeps it inspiring for people, gets you out there and like, you know, pushes you outside your comfort zone when you do share it. But then it doesn't have to be everything all at once. No, it's not about bearing warts and all, is it? It's no. about being strategic and considered in what you share, but knowing who you're sharing it for. Yeah. So no, I know, exactly. Jojo, that you over the last few months have really developed a, a process for getting this storytelling content out there. Talk us through one, why you think it matters, and then two, what those stages are. Yeah. So I think it matters if somebody has a mission to make an impact in this world. And I know that you're very much about impact on this podcast. Um, if anyone is feeling afraid right now to share their story, it's because they're making it about themselves and they're thinking too much about their own ego rather than helping people because everyone's got a story. Everyone's got something that they can share, which could unlock the prison that someone might feel that they're in right now. There are people out there that need to hear your story because it will give them hope. It will inspire them. It will make them feel like they're not alone. And in this world of social media, where we do sometimes feel so disconnected from people because everything is online now, it is our way to connect with people. So the first thing that I say to everybody is that their story isn't actually the most important story. So my story isn't the most important story. The most important story is the person's story who is actually watching or listening or reading my posts or my videos. Because the only way that they're going to get anything from my story is if they can connect theirs with mine. Um, so if somebody's watching this or listening to this right now and really does want to master storytelling, the first thing I would say for them to do is to go and understand their ideal client and their ideal client story. So, you know, what was this story before? So before where they are, are right now, what is the story that they're currently living in? And what is the story that they want to step into and they want to create? And it's probably the story that you're currently living. So people that really connect with my story 
are the people who they might be in that place where I used to be and they want to get to where I am right now in the story that I'm currently living in. So a way to do this is to understand five different things. So you want to understand your ideal client's biggest fears because we've all got fears. And if you can understand your ideal client's fears, then you'll be able to connect your story a lot more powerfully to them. You want to understand your ideal client's limiting beliefs. So what is actually holding them back? Because there might be something in their story that is stopping them from moving forward. They might not be feeling enough. They might be um, afraid of different things. And, you know, that's what's holding them back. And they've got those limiting beliefs there. And you want to understand their pain points. So what is actually painful for them right now? What is keeping them up at night? What is really, you know, heavy on their heart and, and is an actual pain for them? What are your ideal client's biggest problems? So for me, for example, my ideal client's biggest problem might be that they're not getting enough clients or they're not making enough money in their online business. And I'm going to go out and solve that problem. And then the final thing that you want to understand about your ideal client's story and where they are right now is their desire. What do they want to create? What are the results that they want to have? And when you can understand those five different things, and there'll be many for each of those points, then you can start storytelling in a way that is going to resonate with your ideal client. And they will read your story and think, right, okay, so that person had that fear or that person was held by that certain thing, but this is what they did to overcome it. And this is where they are right now. And they've got the thing that I desire. So that's what I tend to say is like, understand the ideal client story first, then you can start sharing your story in a relevant and in an intentional way. Yeah. And it's absolutely about keeping it relevant, isn't it? And the reason that that sense of resonating with someone is so important from an NLP perspective is that we like to feel that we are like other people. The reason that story is so powerful for human beings is that from a, a primitive way, this was how we felt part of a tribe. This is how we connected with other people. This is how we had that sense of belonging to know where our people were. And what happens at an unconscious level is that as soon as we hear anything that feels like a story or whatever information that's coming to us, our brain is automatically finding those bits of information that we relate to. So it can go into that filing cabinet in your brain and we can go, oh, they're like me because of this. And there's a whole other story that their brain then creates about you based on what you've said so far, because your brain is always looking for those similarities. So that's really powerful. And stories are a major way, actually, to inspire most motivate, lift and change people, begin that process of transformation, which is so important in coaching anyway, for people to feel like you get them. Yeah, exactly. It's that it's that sense of belonging. And we all want to belong. You know, we all want to feel like we're a part of something. And we have the power and the ability to create that by storytelling. So it's been such an important part of my journey. And it's something that I know a lot of people do struggle with. So now I want to go and help and support as many people as possible, create epic content through the power of storytelling. And I think it's understanding that you're not just sharing, like we said, warts and all. You're not telling everything about yourself. You are taking parts of your experience, parts of your qualification. And by that, I don't just mean the piece of paper that you might hold that gives you a license to do whatever you're certified in. What I mean by that is your life experience, your background, your history, your emotional journey to get where you are now. That qualification, that means that you are the person you can help them or you have the service that can help them or the product that can help them. Because it means something. But if you don't know why the problem matters to somebody else, how can you possibly connect with them in that way? And I think it is really powerful. And it's quite easy. Once you understand the process, it's quite easy actually then to come up with content. Yeah. 
It is. You know, you think to parts of your story, you're like, oh, if I was to share that, then that's going to really resonate with this particular person that you might have been speaking to or, you know, can see is going to relate to that part of your story. And then you just share it effortlessly. And I think a big part of not knowing what to share is not knowing what is actually relevant. Um, And sometimes we think, you know, no one's going to care about that. So we don't share it. And that's because you don't understand your ideal client. If you understand them, you will know that that seemingly insignificant moment in your life, which you actually learned something from, will matter to the person who will read it or listen to it or watch it, however, you know, whatever form that you want to tell your story. So, so yeah, it's, it's super, super important. And, um, if I hadn't shared parts of my story, then I wouldn't have built up that connection with my audience. People tell me that they feel like they already know me before they meet me. And it's because I do share a lot of things. But then there are, like I said, there are also things that I haven't shared. So sometimes people feel like they know me. Then I'll share another story. And they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that about you. And then, you know, it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's what you want to create with your audience. So for someone who is really feeling like they need to improve their social media, what steps do you think once they've got that ideal client how do they then match these stories up well, how do they go about that in terms okay. of knowing what social media posts to put out there so if you are in the expert space which I assume a lot of people will be who will be listening to this so our number one job our number one role is to go out and solve problems and we can do this through our content so the first thing I would say that they would need to do is write out a massive list of the ideal client's big problems. You've already touched upon it when you're understanding your ideal client, but you need to go a bit deeper into the ideal client's problems. So let's just start with writing out 10 of your ideal client's big problems. Once you know what the problems are, then you can write next to each of those problems. Let's say you've got 10, you can write out 10 solutions. So if you've got 10 solutions next to each problem, okay, we're getting somewhere. And then next to the problems and solutions, you can write a list of 10 of your experiences in solving each of those problems. So whether it's a problem that you previously had and you overcame or you've had a client in the past who had that problem and you supported them with solving it. So then you've actually got 10 pieces of content. Now you can go a step further and you can think about maybe three different solutions for each problem, which is going to give you 30 pieces of content because there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's you know more than one ways to solve a problem. And I would start there because people will connect mostly to the content that you put out there that is actually going to solve a problem for them. But if you can weave in your experience, which is pretty much your story, then it's going to make it more real. And they're going to read it like, okay, this is someone who's actually been through it. If they've been through it, then I can go through it too. So that's where I would start. Go out and solve people's problems. And I think in carving yourself as more credible or as more of an expert or an expert in the first place, nobody gives you that badge. Nobody comes up and says, right, you are now qualified to do this. You could have all the certificates in the world, but if you're not showing people that you have the life experience and that you have the qualification I talked about earlier, no one's going to know. And so through storytelling, you can carefully position why you are that expert and you can bring people on that journey with you rather than kind of going, boom, here I am right now. You can slowly weave it into your content. And I think that that's really powerful because people are watching. Yeah. And the online space is such a noisy world. The only thing that everybody has is their uniqueness. So if they want to stand out from everybody else, then they have to tell their unique story. Otherwise, they're just going to blend in with everybody else. 
and they're not going to be the go-to person. They're not going to be that person who is completely dominating their space, growing their business, growing their impact and actually making the money that they want to make. Because you know, if, if you're in business, then at the end of the day, that's what you want to do. So if you aren't putting yourself out there and sharing your story, then there is going to be someone else who does exactly what you do right now, who just has the balls to share a bit more than what you are sharing currently, who will get all of the clients. Talking about having to have balls to do it, having that courage to do it. Where's the line for you? What do you shy away from? What do I shy away from? So what I really dislike in the online space, and I really dislike the call-out culture, um, talking about how other people show up or decide to run their business, run their life. Like that's got nothing to do with me. It's not my business. So I shy away from nitpicking other people. If they decide to market or sell or do whatever, you know, whether it is unethical, that is up to them. The cream always rises to the top. So I don't do the call out culture. Sometimes I might, you know, if something does like get to me, then I might touch on it, but I don't get triggered very often because I just think that's none of my business. Um, I also shy away from talking about politics because I just think maybe it needs to be spoken about more. It's not an area that I have a lot of expertise in and I'd rather not talk about something that I am not. So it's not just politics, like anything that I'm not really you stick in Not your lane. Well. You stick You stick with the stuff yeah, you, know, you yeah, want. I and say. also what's relevant to your audience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, and I'm also, I also really stick to, I'm intentional with my content. So I stick to the thing that I'm focused on. So if I'm launching a particular course or program, then all of my content will be around that. I don't want to go off on a tangent and distract myself from my mission and what and I'm this actually- is the strategy side we we're talking about there's no point talking about something in your content if you're actually about to launch something completely different you've got to do one focus at a time you've got to think about this you've got to be aware of where your business is going that's that comes into the planning side of your business as well so Jojo I know that you've got a challenge coming up shortly. Yeah, it's actually happening this week. It's happening this week. Okay. If people wanted to find out about your course or more of your work, what's the best place to come and find you? The best place to come and find me would probably be my social media platforms because it will be all over my social media because I am very visible. I like to put myself out there. I'm not very shy, hence talking about content and storytelling. So they can find me on Facebook, Jojo Graham, um, or they can find me on Instagram, which is Jojo underscore Graham, or they can join my free Facebook group because the challenge has actually been run in a pop-up group. So that will be there for very long. But I've got a free Facebook group called Business the Simple Way. I'm all about keeping business super simple cool we'll make sure that all of the links are in the show notes wherever you are listening today so jojo in terms of getting visible lots of people really struggle with this they get scared they get held back or they just don't know how to do it what would be your three pieces of advice to someone who knows that they need to take themselves from the unknown into that stratospheric fit sphere of of being known as the expert for what they do so this is probably easier said than done but do it even when you're scared Um, The reason why I say that, and I'm saying this from experience, because I remember five years ago when I first started my business, um, this was before the days of Facebook Live. So I had to record a video. I recorded a video and I posted it on my Facebook. It was a Saturday night. I just quit my job. So it was a Saturday night. I remember being in my flat in London and I thought no one's going to watch this because it's Saturday night. Everyone's going to be out. And by the time it gets to the morning, it'll be forgotten about. But what I didn't 
realize or what I forgot was when people are out, they're drinking, they're going to go home, check their Facebook, they're going to have Dutch courage and they're going to just annihilate me. So everyone jumped on that video, started commenting really, really nasty things. I started getting trolls. This is like the first month of me going into the online space. So I'm quite grateful it happened so early on because it got it out the way. My parents said that I should take it down. They said I was, it was embarrassing, but I had an opinion and I did have that feeling in my stomach where maybe I shouldn't share this because I'm getting all of this negativity. But what also happened was I had a lot of people gravitate towards me and my audience started to grow. So I had moments of feeling scared, but I did it anyway. I kept it up and I continued. I continued showing up even when it felt uncomfortable. And the more you do it and the more uncomfortable that you feel doing it, the more comfortable you will then start to feel in actually doing it on a regular basis. Same goes for Facebook Lives. When I first started doing Facebook Lives, I would be crapping myself. I was so bad. I was so bad. I would wish, I would hope no one would actually join me live just because I was just like, like, I'm just doing this to get it done. But then now I can go on Facebook Live and it's just normal and I want people to come and engage and it, you know it's fine. So do it even when you're scared. If anyone else is feeling worried about being visible, it's making it bigger than yourself. Like if you've got a purpose, if you've got a mission and if you really do want to make that impact in this world, then it's not about you and you almost have a duty to show up. And when you feel like you have that duty to show up, then it doesn't even come into your mind. Like I show up every single day because it's normal now and it has become a habit. But also I know if I don't show up and if I don't grow my business and my empire, then I'm not supporting people. I'm not solving problems and I'm not making a difference in this world that I know I can actually make. And then the third piece of advice I would say would be probably to go back to understanding your client and understanding the person that you actually want to help. Because I don't think we do enough of this. At the beginning of our business, we might do an ideal client exercise and you know we'll touch the surface. But when you understand those five things that I shared, the fears, the limited beliefs, the pain, the problem, the desires, you really, really understand where that person is at right now that's when you can go out and help them. And that's what we want to do. So that, those are the three pieces of it. Yeah, some great tips there. I actually did an episode on Entrepreneurs Get Visible. I think it's episode six or seven on the ideal client avatar and how to start thinking about that. So we'll make sure that that goes in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for coming on today, Jojo. It's been really great to have you on and to talk about this area because storytelling matters. It really makes a big difference and helps you to position yourself. And ultimately, if people are watching you, which you want them to do because you want to build your business, then actually telling stories is way more entertaining and they are more likely to give you their eyes and their ears. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Great. Thank you. And everyone listening on Entrepreneurs Get Visible, make sure that you head over and find out more about Jojo. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.